This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hey. We never know exactly when the internet <laughs> sputters to life around Hello, here. Hello, everybody. Hi, Mr. Roberto. Hi. I like the purple. Oh, thank it's you. Very nice. Just it's something very I found in my closet. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> Thanks. Can I show this what do you off have? Now? Oh, I, yeah, of course. I, uh, I Instagrammed this, but I didn't put this on the basement. And we're talking about uh, the Arrow action figures. I bought these when I was in San Francisco not too long ago. Uh, with the hope that Manu Bennett would uh, reply to my umpteenth uh, request, umpteenth <laughs> request <laughs> to uh, be a, on EP Live, he eventually did. And yeah. then I cornered him and I made him sign my action figures. So I don't know, you can't really see that too well. Are you going to do this again? Yeah, okay. look, there, there's his signature. There's a signature. Can, Can you, you see it? it? Okay, yeah. it's a uh, it's an arrow action figure. You get uh, the Stephen Amell arrow, the green arrow, and then you get the the Manu Bennett version of Deathstroke, and uh, it comes with an assortment of weaponry. Yep. Tiny weaponry. He's very excited about this. So it, we're gonna do an unboxing right well, now. There, no, I'm not gonna unbox. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, because it's he signed. Yeah, he signed it. So this is gonna be one of those rare toys that I'm gonna keep in the box because I don't believe in that. I don't know what you guys. Think about uh, what do you think about? Well, you toys? have a lot of toys that are unboxed. Yeah, I don't. I hate just boxing up your toy. Like, why buy the stuff if it's just going to sit? Well, because in boxes? it'll be worth something one day. Yeah, but like, I guess so. But it, like, how is that enjoying your purchase? Uh, I buy this stuff. It's art that's supposed to be displayed. It's it's these are statues that I are know, crafted but a lot of by these, but artisans. A lot of people buy them as collectors' items because they want. I, isn't it like an antique? Don't you want to but preserve it? And then I guess. I mean, is something that something later it, or something you can give to your kids? Like you're investing in. And the if they just put it into a box and then they sell it, I mean, like honestly, like live for today and have fun with this stuff. That's I think, true. right? If you love these figures, I don't know. But then I see the way you preserve things, like your laptop and your. Yeah. Well, I need I need my stuff not to break. I'm a little bit uh, anal retentive around some of that stuff. Right, but you take the, your toys out of the box. I take my toys out of the box and I put mm. them up on display. And I'm learning how not to overfill my shelves. Okay, this is this is what I don't get though. Why? When do you when do you dust these things? Like when when do they get clean? Never. Because, okay. Never. So well, that, that's the problem. I'm anal retentive to a point. Okay. Yeah. Because, I should dust. No, just because you see all the little trinkets or little things everywhere and. Uh, I think of my, okay, so I know this lady that, mm -hmm. that does this and she keeps out Is little it you? things everywhere. And it's not me. It's, it's not me. Uh, sure. It's not me, okay. but I'm trying not to be this lady. Okay. But she's well, Spanish putting, and she calls, uh, she calls these little things mierditas and in Spanish mierda means shit. Yeah. So these are her little shits that are just around. So okay. I, I think of those things when I see little things everywhere. Like, right. You're collecting little shits. <laughs> so the, we get to the heart of how you really feel about my beloved toy collection. That's no, nice. No, no, I mean... Next week, Sean Hatton will be live from Vic's basement. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. No, no, I get it. I, uh, this isn't for everyone. My wife and I have had uh, many, many uh, discussions about yeah. my obsession with little plastic things. And yeah. you know what? I certainly think about the amount of plastic that I have consumed and still yeah. want to consume and bring into our house because, I mean, we have a plastic epidemic going on in the world and I'm aware of that. But still, yeah. like I say many times, these toys represent a physicalization of these these dreams, you know, these these yeah. visions of these characters and these movies and these games and 
and uh, these comics. And I, uh, I, I love, I mean, they're the inspiration for our jobs, you know? Absolutely. I totally abide by that. I, I understand what you're saying. And I do, I have my own little collection started at my desk. What is happening now? It's the idol from Raiders of the Lost Star <laughs> as a piggy <laughs> bag. Look at that. It's all, okay. Scott got me this, but I love this. Aw. I, uh, no, but I have a little collection started at my desk too. Just, yeah. I mean, even little tokidokis that are coming out now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I like those little things. I do. And I get yeah. drawn to them, but I need to put a stop to them before yes. it starts because it will, my desk will be completely overrun. Right. I know it will be in my like place will as well. Yeah. So I just don't, uh, I'm trying to avoid, I'm trying to avoid becoming a hoarder because yeah. I have those, I have that tendency. Well, I hate that there's these shows now about toy hoarders and stuff like that. It just like gets me right in the heart, you know, like people <laughs> are stabbing Victor Lucas yeah, in the heart. People are coming in and I mean, uh, yes, you could go to crazy extremes and you know what? I think that's part of it. I think that if you just keep them in the box and you let them stack up and stack up and you yeah. put them in your garage and you put them in, into your storage, uh, you will just collect them and you'll fill like... Uh, it'll be the warehouse from Raiders of the Lost Ark in your house, and and you will never have a wife, or your wife will your your wife will leave you, or your husband if you're a, a woman that collects all of this stuff. But it'll get ridiculous. Yeah. So I think, yes, buy the stuff that you love. Yeah. Craigslist or eBay, the stuff that you can do without, and uh, uh, you know, don't get obsessed with just stacking all of this stuff in your storage. You know. Yeah, because I know I've seen a couple of those shows, and it gets yeah. really scary. It's scary when that becomes your life. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that you become so obsessed with it where you need to collect every single one of each version of whatever. True. I mean, Sean Hatton has, we've already discussed this today, the Boba but Fett. a full like, Boba Fett shrine. I get that. Which is so cool. When I'm you wearing go, Star Wars what, shoes. There you go. Yeah. When you go to Sean's place, Sean literally lives in a mini museum of just cool stuff. Right. Cool stuff. But... That's the thing. These are things that he loves. He doesn't have kids. He has yeah. dogs and yeah. his wife. And he yeah. has his wonderful stuff that he keeps so prime and pristine. Mm-hmm. And so, it's. I mean, it's nice for me to see that he has these things that he loves on display. But I would just well, be terrified you, of getting them. What's your obsession? Them. You know, you know, you, you can see mine all around you right here. Yeah. I love superheroes and, and uh, archaeologists and spies and stuff like that. What, yeah. what do you... Uh, what do you you know, collect. With? Yeah. What do you, what do you do? Like what, what's um, sports cards or anything like that? Sports cards. No, I don't do that. I, uh, I don't know. I had a pretty good, co- it's kind of dark in here. Yeah. We got really dark. The sun changed. <laughs> the light just turned right out. There it is. Hello. It's dark here in the bedroom. Vic's basement. Sorry. Yeah. So we, I don't, what do I collect? I don't know. Okay. Well, Okay, a few things actually. Yeah. I became really crazy about scrapbooking for a little while. And so I had a full, like, my, I was just completely overrun with shit. And I would just keep buying more and more because everything was so cool different stamps, different cutters, and different, and, and I would make this, I would make all these awesome cards. And, but the thing is, it would take so much of my time and so much of my money because yeah. I just, there were so many really cool different card stocks. And I was so, making these really pretty cards. And, so you had a creative outlet though, it wasn't oh, just yeah. cons- Assumption. It wasn't just to acquire and stack up and put onto your onto your shelves. You were actually yeah. building things with the stuff that you're buying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But now I I made a decision to just leave it behind mm. to come here because I I need I knew that I would be moving into a smaller space and I can't let this overrun my life. So I kind of just tucked it away. But then that makes me feel sad because I started something and I didn't finish it. 
Right? Yeah, but is I don't know if there's a finish for I don't know passions and and uh, you know the, that right. collection there, gene. There probably isn't. You'll pick it up again at some point. I will. Yeah. But I, and I also love uh, obviously baking. So anything to do with like different cookie cutters or uh, <laughs> sounds awful. You know, you like know, different aprons. <laughs> but that's like that's being human. Like yeah. you have to have these outlets, these yeah. passions. You know, I mean, and. Uh, uh, video games and movies and TV shows and all of that stuff, I think, are, uh, you know, a fuel. They're our work. They're the stuff that we uh, talk about and, and enjoy and engage in. But I think mm-hmm. you also need other things. Like, I yeah. like to play a little guitar. I know that you do as well. Well, I try. Yeah. I've, I've busted out the guitar once since I've been here. I told myself I would take it out once every day. Yeah. And it's been one so far. <laughs> one time to play the one song that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it raining in Vancouver no, well, again? No, it was while it was raining. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Let's start our own little yeah, thing. Yeah, right. I like that. <laughs> no, uh, it was while it was raining, but it's my place is really cute. Like, it has a really cute little fireplace. So I took out my little guitar and I sat in front of that's my little good. fireplace and I had a little thing. Yeah. High five. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> High five to loneliness. No, but creativity and being <laughs> yeah. inspired to do some stuff like that. Okay, is... sure. I mean, I'll learn. I know I'll learn one more song maybe in the next three months. I'm just throwing it out there, so maybe I'll do it. We'll see what happens. There is a, there's a lot going on in Nerdland right oh, now. Oh, right. Let's Lots happening. Well, let's start with uh, Captain America. Okay. And uh, we both loved it. We both gave it a 9.5. Yeah. It was fun to review that movie with you. I apologize so for uh, every no, giddy. I had so much fun watching that movie with you. I really did. It was I'm great. Glad, I'm glad it was awesome. Yeah. They, right? I mean, I don't, and honestly, like, I, I, they could have just given us shit, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we would have been... Uh, uh, watching it anyways, and it would have made tons. It would have made tons of money, um, but uh, it's an excellent film, and it really honors all of the mythology. It it uh, it honored the first film that Joe Johnston made, that uh, Joe Johnston, uh, which I love and watched again to prep for this, and I love it. Um, and it made a hundred million bucks in North America. It made three hundred million. In its opening weekend uh, internationally. Are you surprised that it wasn't the biggest Marvel? No, well, April is a risk for these guys. If they had popped it out in May, if they had gone, you know, a week after Spider-Man or Mm -hmm. they decided to put it in June, they're they're going, not only are they breaking records and, you know, smashing this out of the park, this was their ninth Marvel film, but they're going off schedule from everybody else. And they're saying, we can create business where business has never been created before, or it's very hard to create business. And so they've got the April record now. Uh, they have one of, the, one of the top grossing Marvel premiere weekends in, in their catalog, which is also impressive. And what they also did was they confirmed that in May uh, 2016, they're going on, out on the same weekend with Batman versus Superman with Captain America 3. So well. that, that is a huge poke in the eye to Warner Brothers and the Superman and Batman franchises and it's just a show of uh, uh, you know the belief that Marvel has in their franchise well, and who would have thought of that though I mean Captain America is a big character but he's also a hard one to, to sell. sell you know oh yeah definitely he's way too good he's yeah. way too good to sell him I mean Batman is the sell mm. Batman is the guy I would argue Batman is the most famous uh, you know fictional character in the world right now period I, okay and you're and you're gonna make money no matter what you do with that with character Batman yeah, yeah except I think Marvel's gonna win just I, from just from the movies that we've seen now in the past little while from DC and now Marvel I feel yeah. like Marvel totally has it and they know exactly what they're doing yeah 
Yeah, and Goyer, David S. Goyer, who's one of the, the you know, the headline writers for uh, DC films. He worked on uh, Nolan's Bat films, and he, and he I, I think he did some stuff on Man of Steel. He helped bring Green Lantern to the screen. He, he's been participatory in all kinds of stuff, and he's bringing some television shows together. He said that Warner Brothers does not have all of their ducks in a row with mm-hmm. their cinematic universe. They don't know what they're going to do with The Flash and Green Lantern. Like, there's a... So much speculation. Well, they obviously don't know what they're going to do with Green Lantern. My God, that was just... He, and, oh, that was terrible. But they want to scrub that. And they and Goyer wants to bring a good version to the screen, which would be great. And it, I guess they couldn't use Hal Jordan. That's the character that I want them to use. But right. they'll, they'll use a different uh, Green Lantern. Okay, so but who would you like <clears throat> to see in that role? Ah, um, man, it's too soon. It's too soon. Like, because who especially... Should have, who should have played Hal Jordan? I think, I think Brian Reynolds was a good choice. I okay. think he's a good actor, but he, he got screwed by uh, 50 million people trying to sell toys. And, yeah. and, you know, and I thought Sinestro, Mark Strong, was uh, awesome. Mm-hmm. That was, he was really a great part in the movie, and they should have left it at that. They gave us so much stuff... I don't want to re-review that terrible movie again, but they gave us so much stuff to but kind of... you own the Blu-ray. I do own the Blu-ray. It is my nemesis. I hate that fucking thing. But they, they, uh, they gave us so much stuff to sink into and, and be educated by in that movie, and they just kept heaping it on. You know, they had a giant mutated brain guy. They had a giant, you know, cloud that ate things. I mean, it was just so stupid and preposterous. Just crap on top of crap. Yes. It's like they didn't know where to end. A lot of mierditas in that one. Yeah, yeah, junk. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I think they probably go with John Stewart, uh, who would be an African American uh, lead potentially, which okay. would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do. I mean, they do have lots of leeway to build something amazing there. Yeah. They have great characters. I really hope that uh, back to Arrow. I really hope that uh, Stephen Amell and and Manu Bennett are part of the cinematic world. In the DC universe, I hope we see those guys in the movies. Deathstroke is one of the coolest villains. This actor is one of the best choices that they could have got for that role. Yeah. And I th- it would be amazing to see that. And I, uh, I've liked what I've seen of uh, the guy that's playing Barry Allen in the new Flash series when that comes out. Okay, so we got Flash. we got Flash in there, too. Yeah, so I, I want right. to see those guys all populate. I want to see them, you know, connect the dots. And, and you know... But then we have Baffleck. Like, I don't... Yeah. I just don't know... I don't know where they're going. I don't know why... It's almost like uh, they become Republicans, and I don't understand oh, how. Oh, crazy. And, and Marvel is completely becoming Democratic. Like, they're the Democrats of America, and DC right. is becoming the Republicans, and we don't... I don't... Because I don't understand the Republicans at all. I try to... I follow a lot of uh, politics in yes. the States. Yes, And so I... I don't know. I, I can never wrap my head around like Fox News and, and <laughs> CNN, and I feel like well, the DC universe is kind of slammed for being holier than thou a little bit. Like mm-hmm. they're a little bit they're gods. They're often referred to as gods, you know. And the way that they treat their characters is is like they're uh, and and Superman certainly has like that that Christ like allure around uh, him. But they treat the whole collection of characters as these untouchable, um, aspirational, you, you know metahumans that we will never be whereas yeah. the marvel universe has the same kinds of powers and abilities and everything but these are really fractured and and uh, broken yeah. p- 
people that we can identify with, you know, Peter Parker and, and uh, well, cause we Wolverine. Well, because we want to identify with them. Yeah. I want to know that I could also be a superhero if right. I really wanted to. And I, and I had that. I had that walking away from Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I had that with Scarlett Johansson, even yeah. in the Avengers. Yeah. I, I felt like like she made it She made it so real for me yeah. that I could do that too. Although I, I of course, never would. Uh, but maybe maybe I could yeah. if I really wanted to. And I, felt, and I, I love when... I love when you could feel that walking out of a movie. Totally. And so I want to Well, you get that like, from Batman. Yeah. You do get that. I mean, that's what I think well, makes not, not that so character. Not so much Batman, but... Yeah, not so much Dark Knight Rises. But the character itself, he has that, you know, we could all, if we disciplined ourselves and trained like this, be this right. character. I but think I that's the allure more, of him. I guess it's more the script as well, just mm-hmm. how they're so grounded and how they really do feel like human beings. In Marvel. They're not... Yeah. In Marvel, yeah, yeah, they're not from a different planet, totally. even though some of them are. We're, we're here. They're yeah. on this. They're on planet Earth, and we're having real conversations. Mm-hmm. They have real human problems, even though they have superpowers. And, you know, and we've got more Marvel stuff coming up here pretty soon. And actually, the other big news about the Marvel movies that they've been making was that they are now the number one uh, film franchise ever in the history wow. of, of cinema. They took, they took over Harry Potter. They Holy took over Lord smokes. of the Rings. They took over James Bond. 50 years of James Bond and Marvel has come out in the last 10 years and supplanted them and they're just getting started you know there's little nods to you know Doctor Strange and we're going to have uh, uh, Ant-Man and all kinds of other stuff coming down the pike Ant-Man uh, but now I mean and that's not even counting the Sony Marvel movies the mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man stuff and uh, the Fox Marvel movies X-Men and Fantastic Four that's not even yeah. counting those oh, God. and and we have Days of Future Past and Spider-Man before we get uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be a, a marvelous a of, yeah, summer. A marvelous, marvelous summer. summer. Yes. You can write that one down. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, really I, I mean, I, I, I feel like a kid in a candy store. I feel like... like you always feel like a kid in a candy store. I know, store. but it's, it's like it's just mounting. It's like, yeah, well, we aren't done being the coolest thing yet. Here's some more cool stuff and here's, here's some awesome things to enjoy and yeah. get lost in and here's some more incredible fantasy brought to life. It is exciting. I yeah. love that this is out there. This is the world that we live in now where this cool stuff is being made. And Except for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What the Except fuck? for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because yeah. Dr. Lucas will not get off I, 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 I'm watching every damn thing. I watched the Turn, Turn, Turn episode, which is the latest one, the, the post-Captain America episode, like a uh-huh. diligent fan. Okay. And I suffered through a lot of people talking in, in planes and, and uh, inside of rooms. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a little turn at the end, but I just thought, how could they have said yes to the show? Yeah. And Nick Fury's been in it for like literally five minutes of 17 episodes of the show. And, you know, who we know as S.H.I.E.L.D., Yeah. Phil Coulson, for sure, Marvel set it up, but who we know as S.H.I.E.L.D. is Hawkeye, Mm -hmm. Black Widow, and Nick Fury. Why the fuck didn't they just make the show about them, you know? And Maria Hill, and and some of these, like, are they that busy making these movies that that they are spending money on this show, but they're spending money on a bunch of characters that I just don't give a damn about. Oh, And they should just kill them off and bring in Nick Fury. I mean, if you want (laughs) to save the show, and also make less of them. Make them, make 10 or 12 but make every hour count, you know? Like, look at Game of Thrones. Oh, God, Game right? of Thrones. Right, imagine yes. a Game of Thrones caliber television show in yeah. the S.H.I.E.L.D. universe. Yeah. Why, and, why, yeah. and you know what? I bet you the budget is bigger on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than Game of Thrones. Oh, God, really? I bet you it is. Um, that's really sad, then. I know. There's an office in planes talking. 
We have. I know. <laughs> With video game quality CG uh, sequences that Yikes. are. Listen, I, I try to like this thing. I try to give it the benefit. But honestly, I, I, if I took a hard-nosed look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., these would be the issues in a comic series that I would never buy. I would never read them. I would never support this work. And the allure of it being on television, and, and I don't think it's because of everybody not trying. I just think the direction is wrong. I think that they're, they're boring. They're not as good as Alias, was. No. They're not as good as Heroes was in season one. They're not as good as Dollhouse was. And okay. this is, it's definitely not as good as a Firefly show. And, the, and these are the things, or Buffy, these are the things that we are associating with the core creative team behind oh. all of this stuff. And it's, it's spectacularly failing. But you're still watching it. Only because, you know, the movies are killer. And I love what Marvel's doing with the films. But it's proven to you that it's not going to be the movie. It's not getting there. It's not going there. Yeah. So, so every so week it's an insult. You, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> every why week do, it's... Why don't you just cut it off, Vic? Because you're I, losing I, I mean, an hour. I, it's an hour, right? I mean, you're I, losing an hour. I hear little bits and pieces like, oh, they got it back. They got it going. And, and the, you know, the murmurs on... Because on, we're, we're all being... Uh, uh, apologetic nerds out there. We all want this thing to work. You know, we yeah. care about Coulson and, and uh, uh, we want it to succeed. But what, I mean, are you hardcore about it? Do you go to fan forums? Are you seeing people no, rip just, on it? just Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Okay. I have but a gas-powered you... games okay. cup there. Rest in peace, gas-powered games. Aww. That's sweet. I don't have anything on this mug. It's just a plain old white one. Um, no, I just read you, a... But you, you're, I just feel like you need to stop just stop watching. I just stop to. watching. You'll be happier if you stop watching. Yeah. I just need to drink. No, you don't need to turn to drink. <laughs> we don't need that. No, uh, luckily Arrow is incredible, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about what they're going to do with the Gotham show. I'm a little uh, wary, but I'm also excited. And, right. and the Flash show is coming, and a Constantine show. So, you know, ABC has got to pick up its game with this thing. They can't, yeah. they can't half-ass it, you know? Yeah, I mean, you you think that they'd listen to the fans a little bit more. I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, I, I don't know who the writing team is, but you would think that they would pay a little well, more attention of, to it. All of the surprises and gags and star-studded guest stars that pop in these these uh, just for a pull. Yeah, the they're pull, they're stunts. Yeah. They they feel like '80s television. They feel like formulaic '80s TV when they used to be able to take the same plot and and strip out the characters yeah. and just move that plot from show to show. <laughs> and that's what t TV used to be like, yeah. you know? And then everything changed with HBO and AMC yeah. and Netflix. There's there's a lot more style going into these things. Impressive and, TV making. Yeah, and network TV is responding. I mean, mm -hmm. Blacklist is a pretty cool show. And I haven't seen it yet. It's, there's, some, there's some good work. Hannibal I'm hearing great things about, but yeah. this is so dull and formulaic when it should be the most exciting thing on TV. Yeah, I know, and there's so many shows that just don't get made at all that could be totally. amazing. Like right. you just, they just make a pilot and that's it. Yeah, that's it. We'll never see it again. That I'm sure have amazing writers and yes. there's great laughs or, or great drama, and we're not ever seeing it. And then we have this that makes it to TV because of what the story is behind it. Totally, that people are going to get behind it because it is Shield, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through this. <laughs> I feel like you're doing it to yourself, though. This is completely it, self -inflicted. It's marginally better than the Captain America Winter Soldier game that we reviewed. Ooh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Vomit everywhere. Which is crazy, uh, right? I mean... That's the official game. Let's yeah. talk about that for a second. This is the official and game. We're the Captain ruining America, the review. The, it's okay. Comes out next week. Yeah. 
the, the game <laughs> review. Yeah. The game, but the game itself is already out. So, yeah. but I, I, so I feel like people that love Captain America have already gravitated toward the game if sure. they have their mobile device in front of them. Yep. Uh, and they download this. But I am so sick of this shit from GameLoft. And you're right. Like GameLoft does make some pretty decent stuff. And they have the talent. They have the people there that know how to make games. Yeah. It's just all the freemium tropes that they tie into each well, game. And they I, make. I don't know what they thought with this one. I don't know if they said, "Well, Captain America did X number of millions at the box office with the first film because it wasn't the biggest one, the, the first Avenger." Yeah. And I don't know if they looked at this new movie and said, "Well, we got to do something," but you know, probably the 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 uh, the fans won't make a big fuss about this thing. Let's just do... Because their amazing Spider-Man game that Gameloft is doing, which I just checked out the trailer, actually yes. looks pretty damn solid. It actually looks like a pretty good iOS game. But trailers always look good. Yeah, but it also looks like you can swing around New York and you can get in... like. This top-down, old-school arcade game looks like they slapped it together fairly quickly and still they throw in this freemium sort of paint. It's, it's unbelievable. It's awful because you're paying for this game already. You're already yeah. shelling out three bucks. And I understand three dollars isn't a lot, but when you're a kid and you have your mobile device in front of you, maybe it's an iPod. I know a lot of kids that just have iPods that yeah. they play games on. Yeah. Uh, asking for um, mom or dad to let you buy that game is a big deal because you're allowed to get the free games all the time. But when it's money, you have to ask mom and dad, and then that happens, and they have it. But then while you're in the game, it also just bugs at you, pokes at you, it's ridiculous. give it more money yeah. so you can enjoy the game for as long as possible. So you, you don't get booted out at a certain amount of time where you run out of power ups or whatever the hell it is. It has every single freaking trope from freemium games. It even has gambling in it. Like what? I don't. I don't. I don't want children to be playing games yeah. like this. All and all I know so many that children superheroes are. Superheroes would make PSAs for people to yeah. avoid. Oh yeah, it's are in this superhero game. There's even like, there's there's actual gambling chips. Yeah, <laughs> like, you I know. Buy, can't you buy it's chips? Awful. Like, poker chips. Yeah, you know what? There's been some uh, apology, not apology, some answers, some apologists around free-to-play development. Uh, writing articles that are getting picked up by some of the uh, the gaming publications on the web and stuff because obviously it's a big sector of the business and mm -hmm. there's lots of people that have devoted their life to this and that they're they're having successful uh, companies and and businesses and uh, it, my repulsion of this free to play stuff mm -hmm. is not directed at the individuals that are building these games. No, it's the the sheer act of devaluing the industry in totality that mm -hmm. I can't stand. Just right. saying and educating a consumer base to think that games shouldn't cost anything, right. that they should be free, and that you should be trained to uh, purchase along the way, which mm -hmm. flies in the face of uh, creativity mm -hmm. and risk-taking and um, you know, coming up with interesting kinds of concepts that are, are going to uh, push a medium forward. Right. This is all being crafted and created before our very eyes in a very insidious way. Now, I'm not saying that every free-to-play game is built like that, right. but we're not seeing the dramatic uh, leaps that we should be seeing right. in, in the games industry in terms of creativity and, and uh uh, you know, content push and aspirational, uh, you know, n new ways to tell stories because, you know, individuals that make video games are making sort of at gunpoint choices to go yeah. off and work at companies that are building free-to-play junk. Right, because that's where... And that's where the money, the money is. money is. Well, roughly, but, I, you know... 
Well, it's not like we're going to see, we're not going to the theaters and getting in for free and then we're sitting exactly. there and then, okay, you, you still want to keep watching this movie? Uh, okay, $10. Ten more dollars. Ten more dollars. Just to keep watching, like you're plugging a meter, and that's really what you're having to do here with these freemium games. Just keep plugging the meter, and that's plugging a meter, and that's it's not okay. It's it's not fair because when I'm taking the time to download something, I'm committing to you. I'm committing to this game that I want to play. When I go into this game, I don't want to keep having to to show you that I'm still committed. If I've downloaded you and I'm playing you, I'm I'm already committed. Don't keep reminding me that I need to keep renewing our commitment. Yeah, game, I don't want that kind of relationship. Games as service is the uh, the killer of the game as art yeah. argument. Yeah. You know? And and if we just give into it, then Ebert is right in his initial knee-jerk reaction and his knee-jerk, uh, you know, uh, dissertation about, about what video, video games, games could yeah. be, you know, the video games need to be an art form and they need to be appreciated. And, and for that to, to really be true, there needs to be a cost. There needs to be something applied to it. Netflix yeah. may feel free, but you're paying for that you're, subscription. You're, you're paying for it. And that's the commitment that I make every month. When yeah. it comes off of my visa, I know it's coming off. And I'm, and every time I see the charge on my visa bill, I am happy. Yeah. I'm happy because I'm I'm making full use of that service. And while I'm, I go into each show that I want to watch, I'm not being reminded that, hey, yes. you need to give us this much money now. Like, no, I, I don't need to because yeah. I've already committed to you earlier on in the month. And honestly, I would rather there be a, a cost and advertisements. Yeah than a cost and a handout for more yeah. money. Oh, God, you know what I, I mean? know. I know. I, I want to get the whole thing right out of the gate. And mm -hmm. I, I know that this is a, a very powerful part of the industry, mm -hmm. and I know that it, it, it's working for a lot of game companies. Yeah. But, you know, we as a collective group of consumers that have really helped to define and build this industry mm -hmm. owe it to ourselves and the future of the medium to make a stand and stand for something and really kind of say, well, what do we believe in around this stuff? And a lot of the, the people that are getting sucked into the time, cause I was, I told the story of being on a plane and watching everybody play free to play shit the other, <laughs> when you really, you know, oh, I was so angry, but yeah. the, uh, I, like what we have to say is the people that actually search out this information and love video games and play the latest stuff and spend mm -hmm. the money and spend the time on, on art, games as art yeah. matters to people that don't. They solicit our opinions. They solicit our uh, advice. They solicit our observations mm -hmm. on interactive entertainment all the time. And so, you know, work with the games community to kind of spread the gospel. I think the other side of it is don't put up with DLC that's bullshit in $60 games. It's not worth the dough either. I don't know. get suckered into map packs that don't really add value or just split up your audience. Don't get suckered into suits and, and extra little doodads that don't add a lot of value. I mean, sure, if you... So if you so much of that now. I know, and if you love it, go for it. But well, understand you, what you're supporting you when you spend that, that money. Yeah, I mean, I buy the physical, I buy plastic action yeah. figures and stuff, and there's some analogies there. Yeah. But I think, you know, everybody that's into games right now, everybody yeah. that's bought a new console or buys console things or, or supports the development on Steam or whatever, we owe it to this business to, to be vocal about this. Because otherwise, yeah. th this free-to-play industry is, is going to completely strip away but the value of games. People I, will think games are are worthless. But They're just more, a waste of there's time. There's more of that than any 
thing now. There's more of that than the beauty of games. There's more of that than these full console games that, that we can fully appreciate and love that really are art. Yes. There, there's more of this shit that we're drowning in yes. than anything else. I know. So how do we... And then... Well, the other statistic that just came out this week, too, is that most free-to-play players that download these things and, and check them out, yeah. they abandoned them after 24 hours. Of course. Hours. So there is just so much shit being thrown out there. So much junk being thrown out there. But even... And, and just a lot of people copying other people. Exactly. And just... And getting away exactly. with it and then making money off of it then just tossing it away it's because it was nothing to them in the beginning. It's infuriating, you know? And, it, and it, it just... Like, for every one of us that has believed in this business and believed in... Uh, uh, you know, purchasing games every month and, yeah. and enjoying this art form evolve and change and grow mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, really blow our minds on a, on a consecutive, continuous basis. It's infuriating, you know, yeah. because companies are, are taking sort of wait and see approaches now and what they're going to invest in for new development because they're thinking that this free-to-play medium and this free-to-play uh, drive is the future of the industry and there's a lot of people out there that have gotten wealthy and they're out there spouting that this is the way to do it and it's never going to go away and in the future well, right. nobody w- and you know fuck that well, we're, no, we're going to be playing a bunch of that is their business that that is the business of being in publishing yeah. that is they're going to look at the bottom line they're going to look at the dollar sign and not anything else well so i hope that people that are watching this and watch our shows and stuff because i mean honestly we're not going to be putting it with that, that junk on our shows so what i, I hope, mean well I, I, I mean, we do have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the official game. Yeah. On reviews in the run, but I mean, we're completely honest about it. Yeah. We're not promoting it. We're. Well, I just about I hope that people, uh, you know, stand up for this, you know, and 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 then tell their family and friends to to do the same thing. Support the games. Like, if if you want a fantastic iOS game, I've been playing recently is Monument Valley. Just incredible. oh yeah, you want me to download that? Such a cool, beautiful puzzle game, which which kind of echoes a little bit of stuff that we've seen in uh, Eco and a little Fez and That's a little nice. uh, um, uh, Sword and Sorcery, the uh, yeah, the Berry oh, yeah. Game. oh god, that was beautiful, such a good game, beautiful game. You know, and then there's um, Mercenary Kings, which I've been playing on the PS4 a little bit. It's coming to the Vita pretty soon. Yeah, you're excited Very, about that. very slick, and that's you know free as part of PlayStation Plus, which is pretty. Yeah, dope. I mean, you're, there are some cool games coming out. Some big games. I mean, even uh, Final Fantasy: um, A Realm Reborn is coming to PS4. PS4. What's really cool about that is that I'm not okay. So full disclaimer: I'm not. I've never been a Final Fantasy person. I've yeah. tried really hard to get into the Final Fantasy franchise, and it's just it's, it hasn't had that pull on me like it has on a lot of people but what I think is really cool what Square is doing is is you can actually just upgrade for free like if you have a PS4 and you've already purchased the game on the PS3 it's it's a free upgrade and the subscription service because it's an MMO applies to all platforms like they're not trying to gouge you for more money which is surprising to be honest on different consoles yeah yeah May is going to be a good month too I think for uh, some yeah. pretty big titles I'm psyched for the new Wolfenstein yeah, Wolfenstein looks really cool. I yeah. got to uh, take a good look at it at E3 actually, and that was uh, I, it. Looks really cool. I like the I like the feel of it. There's no multiplayer though, but I don't know if people care about that anymore. Yeah. I mean, if we already have multiplayer games it's, to well, play, Wolfen- are you sure there's no multiplayer I, in Wolfenstein? When when I was there, there was no. That was last June. Okay. 
Because so, that's a franchise that, I, and I don't even know, but what I've seen, I've played okay. a little of the single player as well. But the uh, I haven't kept up on it since last year. But what I but played, sure I, I liked. I like this um, this kind of alternate uh, history uh, yeah. Nazi kind of vibe. I like shooting I Nazis. Shooting Nazis know, always fun. Yeah, very very fun <laughs> part of uh, being Somehow a video cathartic, gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, there's the new Vita coming out next month. We've got oh, amazing Spider Man coming out at the end of this month. Oh my god! There's lots to be excited. There's a, yeah, there's. I feel like Josh has a question for us because he's yeah. perking up. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Josh is perking up. Uh, we didn't do a Josh. What do you have? Uh, our friend Ryan has a question. Oh Ryan! Hello Ryan. Um, he's asking what uh, game are you guys excited to get ported to the next gen, like The Last of Us? Uh, that was also another big story yeah. that yeah. finally became official. Um, I don't want too much more of these games being ported to the next gen. I mean, I can yeah. I can understand The Last of Us, and I'm excited to Absolutely. play it, you know, in its remastered form. Yeah. Um, but it's not good news for people that bought PS4 and Xbox One. We we are going to be getting more of those, and they will be cool. No, because most of us that have purchased <clears throat> these uh, new next gen consoles have already played these games on our last gen because yeah. we're gamers and we've we've already been introduced to these games totally. so i don't need i don't really need anything yeah what recorded. is a sony fan that has the ps3 right. and the last of us and a ps4 how do they feel exactly not great well that's you and me so what yeah. well I wonder, are, <laughs> how do you feel uh, blake who writes the uh, rundown for us just bought the last of us a week ago or oh, two weeks ago nice. on the PlayStation 3, and he feels, and he owns a PS4, yeah. and, he, and he was waiting and waiting and waiting for that announcement, and it didn't come, <laughs> didn't and then yeah. he bought the damn game, and then the announcement came, which is always the way. So we, we need, uh, you know, I think we said this last week too, I think we say this a lot, we need yeah. PS4 and Xbox One games that are 100% unique to these platforms yeah. that you won't be able to get. I mean... The, the inverse should be true. There should be, you know, a year-long wait for the scaled-down version yes. for last-gen versions right. of games. because people yeah. that are adopting these new consoles should be rewarded. I yes. mean, we're the ones waiting in line. We're totally. the one. I mean, okay, I, I didn't wait in line this time around. But I was, when I didn't have this job, I was one of those people that would wait in line. Right. To get the well, next whatever it was. Well, that's you get a job like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> now you know, everybody. <laughs> you wait outside in EB Games. And you get like that's that's the excitement of it. That's it's just so much fun to have that brand new console in your hands, and you you're the first to have it. How exciting is that? Yeah. But then to be let down with nothing to play. Uh, so I mean, to answer Ryan's question though, I'm kind of over the remastered yeah. thing. I mean, I liked it on the PS3 when it was PS2 games. What I I hope happens soon mm. is that there's some kind of uh, backwards compatibility solution to some degree for that old software because that would be i don't nice but i don't think it's gonna happen well uh, the xbox is officially working on some kind of backwards compatibility it'll be a store-based thing where they're emulating the uh the power pc architecture of the xbox 360 on the xbox one okay so it's an update it will up they'll update it and they'll be able to sell those old classic games i don't know how big the library will be but they're working on that and with playstation now that's exactly what the ps4's solution is as well it's right. just stream that classic library. I think those games are valuable, and I think they should be played. Those yeah, old but, classic yeah, things. Yeah, but don't you have to re? Can, do you have to rebuy these games? Well, in PlayStation Now's case, it'll be a subscription thing like Netflix. Right, but and, I mean games that I already have that I have physical copies of games. Yeah, if you I, want to play them on the new machines. Right. Yes. 
I mean, it's the same thing that Nintendo was doing. That's the problem. Okay. But I, I, you know, I think old games have value and they have value whether you want to rebuy them so they're digital or whether you're new to these these games for the first time. I mean, look at the, uh, I, I think it's great that I'm playing GBA games on the Wii U right now. It's really cool. You know? Yeah. I, I, I hope that stores, digital stores, emulate everything that has come out through these different platform holders yeah. so that we're not thinking about having to unplug machines in order to play different games. Wait, sorry, so what are you playing on Wii U right now? Because I haven't turned <laughs> playing, my Wii U on in a I'm minute. I'm playing uh, Superstar Saga, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the GBA. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> Nintendo makes some awesome games, man. I love great. I, I love their classic stuff. And you know what? I'm so excited. Mario Kart's coming out next month, too. I'm so excited for Mario Kart. I'm so That's excited. That's but how thing. about that Smash Brothers announcement? What the hell are they doing? Yeah, I know. You know what? I've also never been into Smash Brothers. I cannot get into that game well, I don't, for my life. I don't have a fever for it, but I like You don't the, have the fever. I don't have the fever. But <laughs> I, I do. Uh, I, I did get into the last one. I was like, okay, I get this now. Cause I, just, I, but for me, it's just button mashing. And like, I would, I'm just mashing well, them up. You're going to like make people... There'll be, I'm, there'll I'm be sorry. outside with uh, I know. Pitch, I'm sorry, everyone. Signs. I just don't. I, I We've really never tried. had as much hate as when Tommy and I reviewed the uh, the N64 oh, no. Smash Brothers. We both were like, what the hell is this? Two? We yeah. just didn't dig it at all. You know, I, we were playing I, Dead or Alive at the same time on the Xbox, on the first oh, Xbox. And that was like, wow, look at this. And then we played Mario or uh, Smash Brothers. It was like, what are these cartoons? What, what why do they hate each Wait, other? Why did, why, you, these- why did you love Dead or Alive? Dead or Alive is a great fighting game. I know I it's know. boo-delicious, but yeah. it's a great fighting game. Wait, were, great mechanics. Were the jiggle mechanics in when you were reviewing oh, yeah. at the time? I mean, uh, what happened with Dead or Alive is they went too <laughs> wait, far wait. in that like, direction. That, is, that was somebody's job. That became somebody's job yeah. to make sure the jiggling was just right. Yes. That's a job, yeah, everyone. We, I mean, we... Can aspire for more. We joked about it back then. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer for my 90s version of myself, but the... <laughs> Or my game choices, but we never got into Smash Brothers. I'm moving into the middle oh, of this sure. sunbeam trail. Um, I, I never got into the Smash Brothers originally. It took until the Wii before, and I know that people like either the GameCube or the Wii version better or whatever, yeah. but I I got it, and now I am excited for the new one, but it's coming to the 3DS first. I know. That's that, crazy. I mean, they do they not want to sell the Wii U? I know. Don't they want to sell the Wii U? I don't know. It's insanity. Maybe they're putting all their eggs in the 3DS's basket, but then they're having Mario Kart in the Wii U, so... They should have just postponed the 3DS version. Yeah. Who would have got upset about that? They should have come out if at the same know, time. Yeah. Uh, like, what is the thinking there? You know? I know. Every, that was like... A, uh, a face palm heard around the world. <laughs> like, don't they want to sell the Wii? Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I do love... I'm, I'm just going to backtrack here for a second because I don't want any hate for Smash Brothers fans out there. I do... I think it's really cool that you can play all these characters yes. in a fighting game. Yes. That's the coolest thing ever, and that yes. is the draw for me. Yeah. But I still feel like it's kind of butt mashing. It's fine. Josh, hate is do coming. You, do you? <laughs> At Marissa Roberto on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Shannon asks on the topic of remastered versions of The Last of Us. It yeah. Contains audio commentary from the developers. Wonderful. Is it something you guys would like to see more? Of? That is so more? cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, that is so cool. That's like. Uh, oh, oh right. So it was Brian Shannon. Yep. Hi, Brian Shannon. I know you on Twitter. Um, yeah, you, he's asking about the audio commentary that's at The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that you would like to see more in games that are released. 
I, I would, but I don't know if that qualifies as uh, a feature, a bullet point, like, oh, I got to throw down some cash on this. Because honestly, with the internet and I YouTube know. and podcasts EPN. like this <laughs> and EPN, you could just have the developers walk. I mean, I guess you're not getting the step-by-step walkthrough, yeah. which is kind of cool. And I, in that game, you know what? I mean, it's so cinematic. Maybe it's that a perfect it nice, fit. it like a yeah. director's commentary. Sure. I really like that kind of stuff. For yeah. Blu-rays, I, I, that's such a big sell for me. And Blu-rays. those guys are awesome. I love Neil Druckmann and Bruce Staley. They're really cool. They've been on this podcast before. And, yeah. And I, I, the game is, it's you know what? It's, uh, it's seminal. It's important. It made our top 100 list, and it came out last yeah. year. And it's... It's an incredible thing that's really kind of shifted people's viewpoints about what this medium can be. And then we get Captain America for three bucks, and it's a free-to-play hey. junk fest, you know? Oh, God, I mean, that's I the thing, right? Like, that's the danger we're in, right? It's completely, yeah. People are going to not invest in the Last of Us type of experiences because it's too risky. Yeah. So let's just make a match-three game with Captain America heads. You know, yeah, like, I'm sure they're making. I'm sure that's a being developed on it right now. I'm sure somebody's making the the Marvel Match Three game and hating their life. Of course, by collecting I a mean, paycheck. I mean, there's even a Pokemon Match Three game. It's like, awful, there's, man. There, I know, I know, it's awful. But see, I'm still wanting to play it because it's Pokemon. Mm. Like, there is still that pull there because you're a fan of these things and you want to have them in your life at, in, in some capacity. But yeah. I I don't want to re- reward the shit that's being made. I know. But if if it has something that I like, how do I not gravitate toward it? That's the problem. That's the problem with all this free-to-play garbage. Yeah. That you gravitate toward it. And I, like, look, I hate the whole Candy Crush horseshit. I hate all that garbage. But I still played Candy Crush for a long time because I like Match 3 and it's mindless and blah, blah, blah. And but it, then I found out the story. a good uh, version of uh, Bejeweled. Exactly. Which and I, I love Bejeweled. Yeah. And, but, I, but then I found out the story of what really happened behind all that and every all the terrible things they've done. And I deleted it immediately because I and I was so ashamed of myself for even... Even though I didn't give it any money, it was the point that I had it and it was another download that they could bank. Yeah. That was really disappointing. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have... I should not have supported you, Candy Crush. So... God. <laughs> Iced. You get the old finger. Yeah. Any any other questions? Yeah, we have time now. Yeah. Oh. Mike Von uh, Helsing. Yeah. Oh, right? cool. Mike Van Helsing. What, uh, what Xbox One game are you guys most looking forward to this year? It was Titanfall. Um, Christ, I don't even know. I don't. Uh, I, I don't even. I don't even know. I, we're getting Halo this year. Destiny. Yeah, De- Destiny. is Destiny this year? I don't. I, f- I, don't. I feel like. What? These rela- release dates on these things are so nebulous, we won't really yeah. know until June what's actually coming out this year. I mean, the next big game that I'm really dying to play is Spider-Man. I love Beanox. They've, they've killed it before, and yeah. I love this character, and uh, he's a great video game character. So if I had to be honest with you know, the stuff that I'm looking forward to, that is the game right there. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, yeah, you love Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't, uh, no, that's the thing. I don't have, there's not one Xbox One exclusive that I can think of that I'm super excited about. It's just, uh... Oh, yeah, the Quantum... Well, quantum Le- well No, it's not Quantum Leap. It's the Quantum Breakdown, I think. Well, we saw the, the trailer. Quantum yeah. Break. Quantum Break, yeah, that's the uh, Alan Wake guys. That looks awesome. Yeah, the, the trailer yeah. was super cool. Yeah. Um, but no, it was just Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, but that also came out for 360, so. Yeah? I, I mean, I don't have, I'm I th- not, I it, can't get, 
excited. This is the weird part about this time of year, right? Like we are, we've gotten some of the games. That's what we were saying last week. Yeah. We were playing Titanfall and we played yeah. Infamous Second Son and it yeah. felt like 2013 was over. Well, that's it. Right? Yeah. Like we had the crystallized, you know, crystallization of these dreams of what games could be. Yeah. They were finished and we had them and it was surreal to walk away after finishing Infamous Second Son. I was like... Okay, hey, yep. that, that was so, it. I, I now what? It. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, now, like, so what do we have next? Now? You know, what's have, coming next? We have E3. I mean, the crew, the, the crew is yes. another racing game that's coming out. I mean, and Watch Dogs in May. That's going to yeah, rock, too. Watch Dogs I, I know is they're going to be it. awesome. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm really hoping that E3 just gives me something to get excited about. You like, know, it was, was also. I mean, Titanfall came out on the 360 this week. I know. And we've we've got the copies. We're going to do a we're comparison gonna, thing. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, the the viz I've seen on this sucker, and I haven't even popped it in. No. But this that's what this weekend is. And I'm excited to go dive in right back into Titanfall. Yeah. And I'm going to play it on the 360 and, and get, you know, some great time on that. And then uh, could do the comparison with the Xbox One. But the word is that it's not much different. You get the exact... <laughs> damn same game on the 360 Ooh. as the Xbox One and that was the reason why it was pushed back. They didn't uh, want them coming out at the same time which is so insidious and yeah, so I really yeah. hope that that wasn't a Microsoft EA play. I, re- I mean it sounds like it is but it's it's uh, it's kind of crappy. We need yeah, more to be excited really about. I mean that, I guess that's part of this this uh, circle but around these uh, remastered is, thing. We need more to be excited about. But it's validation for people that w- that have waited, that have waited to buy the Xbox One. Yeah, they're waiting for something, and I don't know what well, that is it's, yet. You know what? This E3 is is. It better be good. I mean, it's so better be good. Unbelievably important, and there better be there better be monthly release dates on big titles like after June. We better have something in July for everything, something in August, something in September, all the way up yeah, for this year. Yeah, I, really, I would really love that because you know I put together the video game sonar every yes. week. Yeah. So <laughs> I like having a date, number one. That's really nice. Yeah. But even just this week, I had slim pickings, yeah. let me tell you, this week. I had to put in a game that I, oh God, I, don't even, I shouldn't even talk about yeah, it now because I'm promoting it. What was it? Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars. No. Can we, do you want to talk about the premise in this? Or yeah, what is it? Okay. So you pl- you play a man, obviously, mm-hmm. and a woman. Uh, You're and- trying to get somebody pregnant? <laughs> yes. That's the idea? Yes. Yeah, well, you know, okay, well, the thing is that um, you're a disciple. Yeah. So you need to, and only the disciples can destroy monsters, and these monsters are becoming overpopulated, so you need to also populate the world with more disciples. So you got to so go you- around and have sex with women? Well, you... That's the game? The, the game is called Conception, so... Really? Children of the Seven Stars. That's that's the premise. What the... For what, <laughs> I know. What platform? Well, I mean, it's... Oh, uh, 3DS. 3DS. Okay. So this is like some weird RPG... 3DS and Vita, or just 3DS? Uh, it's portable. But, it, yeah, I mean, Atlas has published it's it. So it's an RPG where you're trying to repopulate the world. JRPG. Well, you know what? J-R-P-G. I mean, it's a crazy thing, but I want to check it out now. No, don't. I want to see that. I mean, that's that's insanity. <laughs> I, I want to see this game now. I want to check mean, it, this out. I mean, it does look cool. And the fact that it's a sequel, I mean, it's Conception 2, so... You it, know what? It, 
Getting people pregnant is part of life. I don't know if, if you want to be the uh, the guy that has to run around no, and get everybody just pregnant. Filled with so many JRPG tropes. Yes. Oh my God. Just we, the bouncing boobies. We get yes. it already, Jesus. The women are just objects. Yeah, just to be objects. Conquered. You play the man, you don't play right. the woman. You yeah. play the man. Yeah, what's come the on. next question? We Let's need to move, move on. on from that kind of junk. Okay, what's Shane next? Shane Morehouse said Destiny, is it going to be PS4's Halo? Yeah. Um, well, it's coming out for everything. So it's it, it, Shane Morehouse asks about De- Destiny if oh. it's going to be the PS4's Halo. Uh, no, I mean the fact that it's coming out for everything, everything yeah. it, it sort of uh, mutes that a little bit. But I think it's going to rock on on the platforms. I think this is um, Activision spent a ton of money on this game, and it really is. They have money to spend. They do, uh, but it's really up to Bungie now to deliver something that. Uh, elevates on first-person shooters and elevates and delivers on the expense of this thing and the oh, hype and the the, hype, our expectations. Yeah. And because this was, oh my God, at E3, this, how many awards did this thing win? Yeah. It was just blowing people out of the water. because It's it, beautiful. It, it is beautiful. It looks so cool. And everybody wants the next Halo, of course, because that totally surprised everyone. And you just loved playing it I, so much. So. I just hope it's not stuck to a date and they, they suffer some of the Battlefield 4... Hmm. release nightmares that that uh, EA and and Dice have gone through. I hope that it's polished and ready yeah. and you get your value out of the box and the community is solid and all of the things that uh can be a major pain in the ass for players out there. I hope that stuff is all massaged. Bungie's got a great track record though and of course. and uh I mean they've been pushed though. I mean Halo 2 came out a year before it was ready. And it was all and tied to Microsoft. And that game was kind of lame. And, and when you look at the retrospect of it, I mean, it was, uh, at the time, Halo 2 story, when I reviewed that game, I got so bored of the sing- of the campaign. The multiplayer was amazing because we were playing yes. on Xbox Live and it was so fun. But the single player got so dull, corridor after corridor that looked the same and that mm-hmm. looked like so many corners were cut. I just literally started running. And not getting into fight. I was just running from every battle, just <laughs> jumping into my Jeep, running through, just not trying to hit anybody. I beat the game that way. Oh. I went for hours just running. Wait, don't you have to clear areas? No, no. Turned out you didn't. What? You could just run and run and run. It's like, okay, this is this <laughs> is not done. Yeah, no. All right. And I try that a lot go. on other shooters that bore me, and it doesn't always, like, the developers have built in the... Uh, the uh, checkpoint systems and stuff like that to keep right. you kind of in the fight. But that one, it was hilarious. I was running for so much time <laughs> avoiding shit because I was bored out of my brain. Halo 2, that was one that was lined up for. Just because Halo 1 was so amazing, right? Yeah. So you have, well, I love I love that. I'm, I'm excited to see lineups for games. Totally. We need so that. Yeah. maybe, I'm hoping Destiny will have that. I, I, that I can't wait. That would be really I mean, great. I, I, Titanfall... When I saw that at E3 last year, it wasn't my pick of the show. I actually liked the idea of uh, Infamous Second Son. I like Titanfall more than Infamous Second Son. I, mm. I enjoy playing that game more than Infamous. But when I saw Titanfall... Yeah, I know. It's but crazy. when I saw Titanfall, I was like, okay, well, this is... Uh, this looks cool. I played it. It's like, okay, it's Call of Duty with big robots. I get it. Yeah. You know, it reminded me a lot of Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, when I you could walk around in the ATST, and that blew my mind. I loved all that. I wasn't... It didn't really rock me. I was like, eh, but when you got to play it, it does feel like an evolution in shooters. The, in shooters. Yeah, there's yeah. just so much tightness. There's so much great well, I mean, design. We've needed in that. that for a while, so. So Destiny it's has nice. to one up that now. Yeah. No pressure. What else you got, Josh? No pressure. Um, I got, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so it's I'm okay. going to pass you the phone. Sure. Mm. Um, one second. 
What's okay. your most anticipated movie of 2014? What's your most anticipated movie? Summer movie, summer movie of 2014. Sadiq. Oh, I lost it. Shoot. Oh, uh, Sadiq Baksh. Sadiq Bakshi. Bakshi. Most anticipated movie. Sorry for mispronouncing your name. I think I did it right. Question uh, summer movie. 2014. Uh, X-Men. Days of Future Past. Brian Singer back in the director's chair. There's no Dazzler in that one, right? No. Okay. Then no. X-Men. And, well, you don't have... I, I mean, what, what else are you stoked for? Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I, I am actually excited for Guard, Guardians of the Galaxy. I like Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's funny. I think he's, he's great. Super funny. That guy's blown up. I mean, that's all I can see when I think of the the big movies coming now are superheroes. Yeah. But I know that there's other stuff coming. Sure, what? there is. But I I okay. I try not to get excited about movies in general because mm-hmm. I feel like I've just been disappointed so much. Sure. So much just sitting down in the theater and you are stuck. Yeah. You are stuck there because yeah. you want to get your money's worth. So I'm going to stay to the end no matter what. And I don't, so I don't get too excited about movies here. That like when I heard that Moneyball was coming out, I was excited about that. Yeah. Uh, just anything to do with sports or baseball in general, I get really excited about. But I don't, and I try not to, especially with action movies too or superhero movies. It's tough. Like yes, we just saw Captain America, and that was amazing. But I did not expect it to be amazing right. going into it. And yeah. I think that's the way to be. I don't I don't think getting too excited about something I can't is help beneficial. It. Yeah. I know you can't help I it, can't but help I don't it. it doesn't it really doesn't help. It doesn't help when you sit down in the theater and you're super stoked well, about something because you might be let down. I'm not stoked about the amazing Spider-Man 2 as, okay. a, as a film. I uh, I liked loved half of the first movie. And the first movie was very uneven with that stupid lizard story. I just thought the CG was ridiculous and it really, uh, uh, it made it silly and it made it unbelievable. All that stuff that they did to work to ground the the Peter Parker character and Gwen Stacy was great. I thought all of that was fantastic and then they introduced this cartoon lizard and it was just weak as hell and so much emphasis suddenly shifted over to that character. This movie is, the sequel is loaded with so many villains. I'm really worried about the thing. I think it's going to be... It might go everywhere. I think it's going to be a kind of a mess. Now, X-Men Days of Future Past has every X-Men that's been in all the features. But, <gasps> Gambit? No, except for Gambit. Uh, but all, all the uh, Bryant Singer ones. Uh, and not X-Men. But there's so many characters that it could be a total dismal mistake as well. It could be crazy and silly and stupid, but Brian Singer is such a competent... You know, smart, savvy director, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's going to pull it off. I think it's going to be really, really fun. And I loved First Class. I thought that was a great X Men movie. You know, today's podcast has been brought to you by superheroes, <laughs> and I feel like we should stop talking about superheroes. No, that's what's happening. That's know, our world. I know, I know, but it's just world. the whole. I mean, this entire time, the basement has been brought to you by superheroes what and what I they say? can do for society. What can I say? Uh, no, because you and I saw a horror movie this week. Oculus, yes. That yeah. was I. I saw a horror movie. Everyone, I sat in the theater, yep. and then you, I went. You home. were fine. There was like one sequence. I'm still not fine. I'm still not fine. I I went home and I okay. So this thing where like I feel like uh, when a woman is most vulnerable is when she's in the shower. So because I saw this movie, I men, couldn't men take are vulnerable a in the shower too. By the way. Okay, fine. Men e- are also human vulnerable. beings are valuable. You know who's really who's really vulnerable in a shower? Mm-hmm. A cat. A cat. Very vulnerable, very scared. It's so true. Okay, if you ever everyone, want to see that, just throw your cat in the shower. A lot of vulnerability in the shower. <laughs> yes. So I could not, 
I could not bathe after <laughs> watching Oculus. She not really, that really not fucking that stinks. Yeah. Just not that there out. was any uh, shower scenes or anything to do with yeah. being in the shower in Oculus. There was actually none of that. There was yeah. a little scene in the bathroom, but that was it. Yeah, it wasn't a shower um, movie. No, it wasn't a shower movie. <clears throat> but <laughs> but I couldn't... Uh, just the thought of being alone in my shower frightened me so much that I, I couldn't do it. But the thing is, this movie uh, centers around a mirror yeah. that's haunted. Yeah, and it wasn't like... That was the surprising thing about the movie because you think that everybody's trying to outgross each other and out, yeah. outgore each other, and yeah. the deaths are. I mean, there is some gory there, stuff in there. There was some gross, but it's it's really more psychological and cerebral and smart and. It was smart. Yeah. It's a satisfying movie before it's a horror movie, and that was a shock. I that I think was the biggest shock right. of that it's, whole thing. It's a story that you can actually follow yeah. and not. It had a Twilight Zone kind of vibe to it, yeah, you know? Yeah, well, I try not to watch the Twilight Zone either. But, um, <laughs> no, because normally with horror movies, I'm shouting at the screen. Yes. Like, what? why would you go in that door? And why, that, why would you go into that haunted house? You know it's haunted. So why that, would you go there? That just, that opens today, this movie. So oh, people great. should go see it. Yeah, it's, I it's mean, a if good you're, flick. It, it actually is. It's and a I'm good not, flick. I'm yeah. going to recommend it, especially if you like a good scare, if you like being on the edge of your seat a little bit. This yep. movie definitely does that. I still, I'm still seeing... There were certain moments in the movie that I don't think I can get out of my head. Well, you know what was really f- well ma- done about this film is the um, the discussion about psychosis and mm-hmm. about your your mind kind of uh, creating uh, a reality that you can contend with or it can mm-hmm. it can sort of help heal itself with. Yeah. And the bounce back and forth between uh, these moments in these characters' lives. Yeah. Uh, because it plays with uh, the chronological order of its story quite a bit. But there's, it really was a well-crafted sequence about how these things twist us and turn us and you doubt, you know, yeah. decisions that you're making. The and, tricks your mind will yeah, and the tri- Yeah, absolutely. And then also ha- getting some, um, some help for it because one of the characters actually goes into an institution. Yeah. And I thought all of that stuff was really maturely and pleasantly handled it was you know? well thought out yeah. yeah and when I think of horror movies I always think of um, I, for some reason I always think that that's the easiest thing for uh, someone to make would right. be a horror movie because right. there's you don't have to put a lot of thought into the story people just want to be scared so yeah. just like let's just slap some shit together and you call know it and the found movie. footage genre has really yeah. cheapened that as well because oh, there's yeah. so many little effect things that you get from I, the idea of the camcorder just catching something in the corner of the right. screen which and, is, and is that terrifying, but... Yeah, it is. And it, some of it works to pretty good effect, but that isn't what this movie is at all. Nope. It's almost like... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to s- play this up bigger than it is, but yeah. I, I imagine Stanley Kubrick having a smile on his face watching oh. this thing. You know? Like, it's... It, it was... It was, a, it it was, was a well-crafted. Nice, it, was yeah. a, it was a nice surprise. I mean, I would still not ever go see it if I didn't have to see it for the <laughs> review because I don't like being scared like that. Yeah, I'm not a big because horror movie does, buff either. It does. Yeah. I, when those things, like those things will sit with me for a long time right. and where I can't get them out yeah, of Yeah, it's head. not entertaining. That's the thing I don't get yeah. about horror movies. Like, what the fuck do we do? Why, why yeah. do we want to watch people go through the worst I know. grief you can conjure up? You know? I know. And I that's know. entertaining. It's like, yeah, let's go out for the spaghetti after that. I know. It's, what? And then there was a whole, uh, we also played Wolf Among Us episode three this right. week, uh, which we won't spoil, but... Um, get the damn game, though. But, yeah. yeah get it. Please for whatever get it platform you, you have. It's on every damn thing. I'll tell you, I didn't tell you this, but I, at the, uh, I, I had the game on my iPad. I was, it was running in the background. Yeah. 
And Ruby, my girl, my my little girl, girl. Uh, she uh, heard it, and just the music, you know, as it was loading and stuff, and that scared her. Yeah, it's she's scary. like, "What is that? What is that sound? Yeah. Turn it off! What is that sound?" It's she's ominous. two, and she was creeped out. She had no idea what the content was. I didn't let her see anything. I just if had the game. she only knew that Snow White is in this. No, and... you know, yeah, she doesn't know any of that stuff. But she, and I didn't show her any of the game. All she did was hear the music yeah. and it was like enough to, because yeah. most of the music, I guess, that she hears is let it go and, course, you know, really happy. happy stuff. And that was, a, that was a startling moment for me. It was like, holy crap, that is how powerful. But you didn't even realize it. Yeah, and, I, and we haven't told her any scary things. And no, we don't we don't even jump out and go boo or anything like that. But that was enough to... It, it, I, you know what? It's, she's, it's ominous. She's quick. She's smart. Like, yeah. that music really is fantastic. Yes, I know it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like, just when you load up the game. Are you playing I, The Wolf Among Us? You better be playing The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Thank God. It's I, so I mean, good. I feel like I've been raving about it for as long as it's been out now, but especially because Big B is amazing. It's so... Yeah, you love um, Big B. But, uh, no, just like the, the low uh, tones in the music and yeah. how it's just like... It seems so subtle, but it's there. And I love the loading screen, just the loading screen, because you have to wait to load the next chapter sometimes or just go into whatever setting option you want. And I'll sit there for a while, because Bigby will also be walking around. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's, he's shirtless in this episode, he, right? Or oh, the, the, the second chapter, he was shirtless. There, yeah, he's I a mean, cartoon, I don't Marissa. need to see him without a shirt on. He's cartoon. Fine, I he's get just it. A, you know, crafted from a comic book. I understand that, but no, you, there's something You are about, very lonely. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but uh, no, there's something <laughs> playing sad I songs on your guitar. Baby. I am. Uh, no, but I don't know. There's just something about him that I I feel like if he were real, I would really like to be around him. I don't know. Whatever. I I feel the same way about Nathan Drake. I can't. There's just something about these characters that. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to be protected. I can protect myself. But there's something nice. Uh, about having someone like that around. I, I get it. I'm a fan of Black Widow. Okay, see, there you see, go. I'm a fan of Wonder Woman. Right? I get it. Did you have a good butt for you? Yes. Just, just so maybe you don't have to. Yes. It'd be nice to just take a little back seat for a little while. Yeah, sure, whatever. I get it. I understand. <laughs> okay, Josh, what else do you have? Uh, probably our last one. Okay, yeah. sure. Um, is uh, from Tyler. Yeah. Uh-huh. Elder Scrolls Online worth picking up for the console when it's Oh man, I I don't know yet. I, it's too soon for me to tell. I yeah. was just on a podcast this week with uh, Jeff Kanata, who used to be on our shows. Yeah. He's got a podcast called DLC. He's uh, such a great guy. He's a great guy, and yeah. holy crap, does he over the moon for Elder Scrolls Online? <laughs> so, and he's playing it incessantly. He's living in that world. I would say listen to that podcast uh, and hear what he has to say about mm-hmm. DLC mm-hmm. or uh, about uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, well, yeah, and they're already, I mean, they're, they're already pumping out um, updates updates, and just if, for people that have already formed clans or yeah. formed groups. And I, I'm not even there yet. I'm not there yet. I made my character. She looks awesome. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, no, I haven't spent enough time to say, but the thing is, I would rather play an Elder Scrolls game on my Xbox because that's where I always play my Elder Scrolls games. I, uh, you, you know, know are you, and you're more of a console person yes. too than a PC person. Mm-hmm. I, and I know that, I mean, honestly, like if you look at the value, if you have a decent PC, you're going to yeah. get the best software out there. Oh yeah. You know, the best assortment any... at the lower price, the lowest price. Yeah. But I like to sit on my couch and play games more than I like to sit at a desk and yeah. play video games. I know. But the thing is with MMOs is that you've, 
you feel like you're supposed to be sitting at your desk. Yeah, because you need the keyboard commands and the shortcuts and all that yeah. stuff. But, you know, I played, um, I played The Wolf Among Us on my MacBook Pro yeah. using an HDMI into my TV. Cause, mm -hmm. And I was playing it at, the, at my desk for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... No, this you gotta is, I gotta down. want to sit back and just soak all of this stuff up, you know? Yeah, you have your gaming positions yeah. right, that you play in. I think it's so funny, uh, uh, watching my brother play video games is hilarious because I'm, I'm really perked up and I, I want to be in it, but he'll, like, he'll play games like NHL or anything that you yeah. need to be fully alert for, just laying back. And th this, like this. Uh, this is why <laughs> I've never made television about people playing video games. Right. Because I know how I play. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a vegetable, man. Yeah. I got my mouth open. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I don't know who wants to watch. I mean, I guess that people are becoming more aware of that they're being in camera and they're being yeah. chatty and mouthy and boastful and they're, they're you know, they're uh, calling each other out and all that stuff. So yeah. it's getting more interesting. But my history with games and what I've witnessed from other staff members and other people that we work with playing games, it's yeah. not attractive. No. People are not... <laughs> <laughs> and people have taken pictures of me while oh, I've been yeah. at gaming events. It's so true. He's like... Because <laughs> you're... Somebody... Ben Silverman took a picture of me playing The Last of Us. showed everyone. And I was completely freaked. <laughs> I was like, ah! I had this, you know, the mutated vegetable face guy coming after me. And I'm like, oh my God! And I'm playing the game like that. My eyes are bulging out of my head. Nobody wants to see that on TV. No, I think. no, but I, apparently I do. they do because these these uh, huge competitive gaming shows are happening like crazy. Yeah, right I now. do a weird like mouth open thing, and nobody wants to see it. <laughs> I, and I just sit, like sometimes kind of squinty at the TV. Like it's not no, it's not an attractive state. No. So no, you're right. I don't. We don't need to share those things. But a lot of people are doing that now. Obviously, we have these live streams of people playing games that people want to watch. That's I don't, a huge part of the business right now. Wait, aren't we supposed to do that? Don't you want to do that at some point? We're gonna play. We'll play something. Oh, on PlayStation, yeah, but yeah. we'll be talking the whole time. We'll be very, oh, we'll be okay. fascinating. Right, we'll be so interesting. <laughs> we'll be riveting. Oh, uh, uh, we've got one from Kanuski the Husky. What are the chances oh. we will see the Last Guardian at E3? I don't oh think my that God. Sony can do another E3 without. without a release date for this game. There will be outrage. There will be pitchforks. Mm, it'll be forgotten. Oh, it'll be. No, if, I don't want to forget. If uh, I don't want to forget, Fumito Oueda already quit. He's already on his own. I mean, I, if it's not it. announced, if they don't say it's coming out this year, that, uh, that's it. I think the game is done. But it looks... That, that, I know. I want it. Everybody that wants they showed it. Us. Yeah. That was something. Eight times. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, we all want it. Any other questions? Oh, God. No? I don't... It's okay. okay. I, didn't, I guess I didn't take my phone out. Sorry. I have a, I have a couple more, but okay. uh, where has Scott been lately? I guess that's how we should yeah. end, end the show. Uh, Scott's still getting better. Uh, we're gonna he have. He really is getting better, though. Yes, he is. He he's, really is. He's texting with us. Yeah. He's eating uh, huge burritos and reading comic books. And uh, I think we're gonna share a Japa dog today. So. Yeah, and he, Japa dog, if people don't know, oh. is a huge hot dog chain in Vancouver. I have yet to have, so yes. I really want to experience that. Yeah, no, he is. He's definitely his spirits are coming back. He's getting a little frustrated with how much love. Uh, uh, he's getting actually from yeah. people visiting. He's like, okay, <laughs> he's please like, don't please come stop. today. Yeah, because yeah. he's uh, you know he's still healing. He's still on the mend. He's uh, he's not quite ready to to uh, to you know. Right. Well, he also. I mean, when he's not at work or being out and being social, he prefers to be alone. Yes. Like he he really enjoys his alone time. So he's, the fact that he hasn't been able to have that. Yeah. 
with people around all the time. Which has probably slowed down his healing. Probably. (laughs) Everybody's so worried about him. But he is still healing. And we are going to have another update soon about um, the stuff that he has been going through because it's a little bit more than... uh, what we initially yeah, reported, well, but right. it, this is sensitive stuff, and we want to make sure that we talk about it in the in the right way and with his blessing, and yeah. you know, and then eventually we want him to be able to come out and, and tell his story. It's it's honestly, it's we're just really proud of him. Yes, like we don't. I don't even have words to express it's incredible how proud I really am. Yeah. of Scott C. Jones, um, and how much we miss him. And we miss him yeah. so much. I got a text so from much. him last night that felt like. Like him, yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was really great. And I know, wonderful. I know everybody misses him. We're getting a lot of uh, great messages on the on the EPN site, on Facebook, on Twitter, yeah. uh, and on the forums on our academy. Like, yeah. he'll be back soon. It's just, you know, just be patient. It's going to take a little while longer. And send out good vibes and love. We and, totally feel what you're feeling, though. Trust me. It's... Yeah. But hasn't Marissa been kicking ass? Okay. Like seriously, have you not been impressed with how Marissa has just jumped (laughs) into the mix here? Uh, You know, not just on Vic's basement, but on the shows and on, on the, I I am uh, honored to work with you and I'm really, really proud of you. Really proud of you. Put me on the spot. Thank you so much. That's very sweet of you. Oh, stop it. Are you okay? You know what? Come to see us at Fan Expo Vancouver. Right. Next weekend. It's going to, yeah, it's next weekend. Unbelievable. This is already happening. We're having a panel on Saturday. Yep. At 2.30, awesome. I believe. Yep. And so we're going to do that. Yep. We're also going to be meeting. Uh, just come out and meet us and talk to us. And We'll be there for big chunks of the time. Oh, yeah. On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we are excited as hell. So much been so much has been going on uh, with the company. Yeah. And, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, it's been it's been nuts. But uh, maybe what we, we should do is uh, some kind of live basement from Fan Expo as well. <laughs> That'd be all right. <laughs> Josh. Josh. <laughs> you see the smile on Josh's face. He loves these on-camera production meetings that we have. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up right there. Do you want to say Stitcher? No, because we're not on Stitcher anymore. Just say it. They love us. Stitcher. Stitcher. We don't even know if we're on there anymore. <laughs> but Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. We'll see you next week.